Hi, my name is Jeff. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm in recovery for pride and a lifelong addiction to pornography. All right, it was, it was D.L. Moody that once said, I have more trouble with myself than any other person or man that I've met. And that pretty much sums up my 66 years of life. My childhood was anything but normal, but like many other families, it was dysfunctional. And what I mean by that is that there was little to no parental supervision or input into our lives as we were growing up. I was the middle child of seven children raised in an upper middle class, good Catholic family. Even though we went to church every Sunday, attended Sunday school, went to catechism after school, and I was confirmed, I never really heard a, a clear presentation of the gospel. In spite of the fact that there was little parental input or supervision in our lives, ironically, the rules were strictly enforced and the standards were set high. To this day, I cannot remember while I was growing up that my parents or anybody else ever read to me. So when I failed the second grade, I was a great disappointment and very damaging to my parents' reputation. I received the worst beating of my life that I can remember after failing the second grade. I was labeled dyslexic and placed in special ed classes. I can remember as a young boy being at my friend's house and all of them would be reading comic books and I could not read. I would sit there and pretend reading them, looking at them, making things up and using my imagination. Therefore, when I got introduced to my first adult magazine as the young age of nine, where all you have to do is look at the pictures and use your imagination, I took to it very quickly and began viewing women as sex objects. School for me was never about learning, it was about surviving. It was about how to get by, without, with, how to get by, by with beating the rules and not getting caught. Social activities, sports, girls, and partying, getting drunk on the weekends, was pretty much defined my junior high and high school years. Though I walked away from the church throughout my high school and college years, I never stopped believing that there was a God. I earned a scholarship in diving to Texas Tech, and there, near the end of my freshman year, I met Celeste, and one year later, we were married in March of 1977. Approximately six years, oh, excuse me, six months later, we were expecting our first child, and I used that as an excuse to drop out of school and walk away from my scholarship. The truth was, I was just tired of school and just didn't like it. I was still drinking, a lot, and this was causing havoc and discords in our marriage. I realized that if our marriage was gonna last, I needed to make some changes. So Celeste and I started attending different churches. I became interested in spiritual things, but the religion of trying to work my way to God and being good with hopes of making my marriage better and my life better was bringing little to no results. It wasn't until I heard the teachings of John MacArthur that I realized that I could have a relationship with Jesus Christ and that salvation was by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, according to the scriptures alone, to the glory of God alone. At this conversion point in my life, God gave me a real desire to study his word. 
For the first time in my life, I wanted to learn, but because of my dyslexia, it was a long, hard, and slow process. My desire to drink and party was pretty much taken away, and Celeste and my marriage got better. Yet secretly and privately, I struggled with, with pornography that would still flare up at different times and at different levels. So for almost 40 years, I lived an impressive but unsurrendered life to Christ. With my pride intact and my good biblical knowledge, I would always just put on the air that I had everything in control in my Christian life. I was an adult Sunday school teacher. I taught parenting classes. I did lots of marriage counseling, biblical counseling, worked with men, discipled them, went on mission trips. I was even on, even on, even on staff as a pastor for a church here in Cody for a year. <clears throat> and I even held the position of elder, all this time struggling with and trying to hide and conceal my pornography addiction. Countless times I prayed to Jesus and asked him to take the sin and pornography addiction away from me, promising myself and God I would never do it again. Having the embarrassment of my wife and kids finding out and making promises to them and God never to do it again. Privately burning my pornography library in the basement of my, in the fireplace in my basement. Again, promising myself and God I would never do it again. Always hiding it, trying to keep it a secret, lying to Celeste, telling her I had it under control when actually I did not. And trying to keep up the good image of being a good Christian. Knowing that we needed something different in my life, I began to church hop, and then COVID hit. I had been given the book, Come and See, by Todd Wagner. In this book, he says that the healthiest people in his church are in Regen or have attended Regen. Celeste and I both read the book and talked about the need to bring a ministry like Regeneration to a church in Cody. We started attending outpost, outpost, and we decided that this would be the perfect setting to start a Regen ministry. To be honest, I was both excited and thrilled about the prospects of getting involved in a new ministry and seeing the power of the gospel transform my life and the life of, lives of others. On the other hand, I was scared to death about being totally honest and open about my sin of pornography to Celeste and even to other people I didn't even know. But I knew this, I was tired of playing church. I was tired of being a plastic Christian. I was tired of living the double life and having the life sucked out of me. It was exhausting and making me angry and short-tempered with Celeste and other people I loved and making a mockery of my testimony at work. <clears throat> I knew that if this ministry had any chance for God working in and through it, I had to be the first to open up and be authentic <clears throat> and honest <clears throat> excuse me, about my sin and my pornography addiction. At this point, I realized I was in over my head in the ministry, and any hope for me, and the only hope for me was to hit the ground and start praying. It was amazing how pride wilts in the atmosphere of prayer and the gospel. You see, I had this head knowledge stored up 18 inches above my heart. God used the ministry of regen and prayer to suffocate my pride, 
by moving the knowledge of the gospel from my head to my heart and give me a genuine love and compassion and concern for the people in our pilot group, in our community group. People knew, the people that knew me best, Celeste, my family, friends, soon noticed a real change in me. They were telling me that God has changed you. You're kinder, kinder, gentler, more caring in the way you talk and impact with people. Nevertheless, God was not done with me. As I worked through the material, and yes, it was hard, and at times very difficult and even impossible, thinking there's no way I'm going to confess that to anyone. But we have a saying around region, the heart that tells is the heart that is well. This is a paraphrase of James 5.16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another, and you will be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Finally, this is what I had been missing. The healing power of confessing sins and being accountable to one another with the power of prayer. Freedom. By confessing my sins to another, it crushed the power of pride, stripping away shame, bringing everything into the light, released me from the grip of guilt because I was now fully known and fully loved and accepted by God and others. Thankfully, the more my sin is exposed by the cross, the more I find myself opening up to others about ongoing issues in my life. This was life-changing for me, for me to see and experience the power of the gospel working before my eyes, changing me and those around me. People taking their pain and making it public, using it as a platform, pro proclaiming the life-transforming power of the gospel. Seeing people confess their sins and using it as a stage to tell people how God has changed their lives. Why? Why would anybody be shocked to hear of my struggles, past and present, with sin? since the cross has already told him the story that I am a desperately sinful and wicked person. Yes, it was hard, it was difficult, even long and drawn out at times, but it was well worth it. Is my life perfect now? By no means. I'm a work in progress. I still have more problems with myself than any other person I've met, but I have a renewed person with a drive and a new sense of divine direction in my life. My name is Jeff. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from pride and pornography.